You're listening to Inside Out. Inside Out with Tim Gilligan is a podcast providing weekly biblical insight to encourage you on your walk with God. What you do day by day takes you to your future. And most of the time, the greatest fruit in your life is cultivated through the small spiritual disciplines you exercise on a consistent basis. This podcast is meant to help you live a life that is happy, stable, fruitful, and blessed. And now, let's get ready for Pastor Tim. Enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to Inside Out. I'm so glad you've joined me today for this podcast. In the last few episodes, we have been talking about pleasing God, which I honestly think is the most important thing, and it should be that's what is on our radar for every area of our life, every situation of our life, is that I want to be pleasing to the Lord. And the scripture drives us, points us to, toward that, especially New Testament. In the book of Ephesians chapter 5, it says, find out what pleases the Lord. And I just want to remind you that when you find out what pleases the Lord, that's always what is best for you. That is always your answer. It's going to simplify your life. It's going to bring you clarity for every situation. It's going to greatly reduce, if not eliminate, your guilt and your shame, and it's going to increase your peace and your joy. It's the only road, really, to becoming more and more happy, stable, fruitful, and blessed. We need to find out what pleases the Lord. I want to encourage you to go back and listen to the last three or four uh, episodes of Inside Out. We've been talking about uh, pleasing God, if you haven't heard those already. And every episode of, of this podcast is only about 10, 12 minutes at the most, uh, because my goal is that you can listen to this. You know, you're in car line, you're driving to work or whatever it would be. So often, um, you know, unless we've got a long drive or a lot of spare time, um, you know, we're going to choose to not listen to something longer uh, and perhaps put that off. And so I want this to be something that you can easily get to. And uh, I cannot emphasize to you enough the importance of finding out what pleases the Lord. So go back, listen uh, to the last four or so episodes on pleasing God. Uh, I really believe that will help you. I can't encourage you enough to do that. Well, today I want to talk about that a little bit more, and I want to dip into the Psalms. And Psalm 19, just like Psalm 23, uh, written by David, was written toward the end of David's life. Um, I really believe you have more to say toward the end of your life than early on. Um, The trick is, sometimes when we're younger, we think we know better And as we go through life and experience life and learn and succeed and fail and everything else, uh, we find out really what does matter. Um, Wisdom grows on us, and and we gain and earn that. So written toward the end of David's life, um, David has something to say. By now, he's conquered giants. He's ruled a nation. He felt sin, gross sin complex sin. He was chased and persecuted and betrayed. He recovered all. He lived this good full life. And let's hear what David says toward the end of his life. In Psalm 1914, this might be familiar to you, David said, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In the living Bible, 
of the old living Bible. It says, may my spoken words and unspoken thoughts be pleasing even to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And then there's a, a lesser known translation called Beck's American Translation, uh, published in 1976. It reads this, this way, may what I say please you, what I think be what you like, my strength and my redeemer. First of all, notice this. Uh, David says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. He's taking responsibility. That's kind of a novel thing that needs to be reintroduced into our world today is that you take responsibility for your mouth, for your actions, for your thoughts, and, and your life. And David is taking responsibility. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you. Now, the word in the New King James is acceptable. Let my words and meditations, thoughts, be acceptable. And that Old Testament Hebrew word means to be pleased with, pleased with, to bring pleasure. It also is the word that is used throughout the New Testament as far as the acceptance of a sacrifice. So it's as though your words and your thoughts were an offering brought to an altar for a sacrifice. So David is saying, my words and my thoughts, they need to be acceptable in that way. And the offerings that would be brought for sacrifice would be examined by the priest to make sure that they were acceptable. So we want to examine. We want to make sure. We want God to help us that our words and our thoughts, excuse me, are acceptable to him. So if we're not careful, we begin to think that what we say and what we think is is just trivial. It doesn't matter much. But actually, it is not trivial. It matters. It impacts your life, and it impacts the lives of everyone that you're connected with, what you say and what you think. Plus, what you say and what you think, who weighs those, which is the Lord. This is significant. So who is it that weighs our thoughts and, and words Well, in this verse, it says, acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength, my redeemer. Actually, a rare sighting, if you will, of three titles uh, recognizing the Lord, that he's our Lord, that he's our strength, or he's our rock, and he's our redeemer. So this puts great emphasis, great significance on this, that that's who this needs to be pleasing to, and that's who... We're asking to help us with this. The Lord, our owner, our ruler, our master, the sovereign one, uh, the boss, and then our rock or our strength, our stability, our protection, and our redeemer, the one who defends us and delivers us. And also in the root of this in the Old Testament Hebrew, he's, that's for the movie fans here, he's the avenger. Now, also, I want to think about this, just introduce this to you for a moment. You and I have within us what I call a believing mechanism or apparatus. You were, you and I were created to believe, and you will believe something. Everyone will. Everyone's a believer. Um, you can't not believe. You're created to believe. Ultimately, you're created to believe God. Uh, side note, you're also created to worship. So you will worship something or someone. You will lift up your hands, your eyes, your voice, your heart 
to someone or to something. So you're created to be a worshiper. For our purposes today, you're created to be a believer. And in Romans chapter 10, verse 8 through 10, it says, but what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Notice this mentions our mouth and our heart, and that's what I believe is our believing mechanism. So this believing apparatus mechanism, which includes your mouth and your heart, is central to producing or creating either a a miracle or a mess. And in this case that we just read in Romans, it creates the miracle of salvation. It produces that in our life when our hearts and our mouths work together. And so it's very important what they're working together on. The heart and the mouth are where fear operates from, and it's also where faith operates from. So that's where we have to be very careful. What is in our heart? What is in our mouth? Is it faith or is it fear? Let's talk about our mouth just for a second. Proverbs 18, one, uh, 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. In the message paraphrase, it says, words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit you choose. So we've got to realize that our words, our mouth, our tongue is very, very powerful. Then regarding our heart, Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, guard your heart. Those words are not wasted. They matter. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Your heart must be guarded because your heart is vulnerable. Jesus, when he was teaching the parables, in one of his parables, he talked about the sower sowing seed and the seed would fall into the soil. When he explained that parable, he revealed that the soil was actually the heart. And here's a point I want to make. The soil in life, just think about out in your yard, in a garden, in a farm, the soil will always try to grow whatever gets planted in it. Hear that again. The soil is going to try to grow whatever gets planted in it. So if a weed is in it, it's going to try to make it grow. You plant seeds in it, it will try to make it grow. A rock is in it, a fence post is in it, a Coke bottle is in it, it's going to try to make it grow. It's going to apply everything it has toward that. That soil is your heart. So we've got to be careful because the Bible also reveals that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And the New International Version, Luke 6, 45, says, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. In the New Living Translation, it says what you, flo- what you say flows from what is in your heart. So we've got to guard our heart, make sure that we're not crowding our heart, polluting our heart with too much news, too much entertainment. You, you list it uh, because that clutters and pollutes and hijacks not only your heart, but then your mouth. And your mouth and heart are designed to run positive and overcoming, producing faith and not be hijacked and run negative and defeated and full of fear. Fear, then, is the root of all other ills. And so we've got to guard this, make sure that we're living, operating in faith. So let the words of my mouth and the meditation, thoughts of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord. Let my spoken words and my unspoken thoughts May what I say please you. May what I think be what you like. 
Hear this. Guard your heart. Watch your mouth. Not only is that pleasing in his sight, that's also what is going to be best for you. Let me just close with this. He said, let the words of my mouth, may the words of my mouth, those words are two different things here working together. First of all, it's a commitment. I'm, I'm committing. I'm saying, Lord, let the words of my mouth, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you. So it's a commitment. But it is also a prayer. It's asking for help. It's, it's saying, Lord, let, may, the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart. It's a commitment to try. It's a prayer for help. So today, say to the Lord, Lord, I will try with the words of my mouth and the thoughts that I have to be pleasing to you. And also, Lord, please help me because it's either going to result in miracles or a mess. It's going to be faith or fear. I want it to be pleasing to the Lord. So once again, may the words of my mouth and the meditation, the thoughts of my heart be pleasing, acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength, my rock, and my redeemer. I hope this challenges you today. I hope this encourages you today. And I thank you once again for joining me. Can't wait until the next time. And until then, have a great week. God bless you. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Inside Out. If this content has been helpful to you, it would mean a lot if you'd leave a review or share this with others on social media. For more teachings and resources, you can visit Meadowbrook Church online at mbcocala.com. And if you have any questions for the podcast, you can send an email to podcast at mbcocala.org. That's all for today. We'll see you next time right here on Inside Out with Tim Gilligan.